Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hello, hello, and welcome into this episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kraber, and thank you for tuning in today. I felt compelled to share with the podcast listeners a piece that I had recently published. I'm a contributing writer for the Birmingham Mom Collective, which is a digital publication and online resource for parents in the Birmingham area. It's part of the City Mom Collective, so you may have one in your area as well. And in light of some recent events, I really felt inspired to brush off an old piece I had written when my oldest was in kindergarten and published on my own personal blog that I had at the time. It was shared on the Birmingham Mom Collective this week, and when I linked to it in my Instagram stories the other day, I received many messages of support and thanks. So I thought it would be a good idea to share in this forum as well. And the piece was titled, Lockdown Fears on School Safety. And it starts with another tragedy in another school. While many in the Birmingham area are celebrating last days of the school year, another district in another state has been in mourning. I was reminded of a conversation with my daughter at the dinner table when she was in kindergarten. It's one of those frozen in time moments, one I was no way prepared for, because no parent before this generation has been prepared for lockdown drills in schools. My daughter was upset while sharing her day with us because she experienced her first formal lockdown drill. In her words, this meant the whole class had to hide under their desks silently with the doors locked so bad people couldn't get them. She had so many questions and was so worked up about it for a few days, wondering where the bad people were and when they were coming. Not if, but when. We did our best to soothe her concerns, but I just remember my husband and me looking at each other across the table with wide eyes. Reality hit then that this would become part of her norm. It's part of attending public schools, private schools. It is part of our education system. It's not temporary. It's permanent. Generations ago, schools had atomic bomb protocols and nuclear shelters. Definitely before my time, and the only real training I remember from school was the standard tornado and fire. We also had D.A.R.E., Smokey the Bear, and that good character development stuff Generation Wires consider elementary school staples. We had no metal detectors, no active shooter drills, no lockdown protocols. No PTA meetings about armed teachers, and no discussions of bulletproof backpacks. Now, it should be stated for the record that I have no interest in using this or any other related forum for gun control or mental health discussions. You likely have an opinion to which you're entitled. Debating the why isn't going to make me a better parent to my scared child. And I'm left wondering, 
How do I answer her questions properly to get her comfortable with her reality as a school-aged child? Schools, like any other places of business, create policies and procedures to ensure safety and security. While the specifics may vary from state to state and even district to district, schools are required to have action plans for various emergencies. In your area, your child may refer to the drill as a code red or active shooter or lockdown. They're all synonyms for the practice drill in the event of a dangerous situation that's not weather related. We've taken the approach with our daughters to treat these drills like they do severe weather or fire drills. It doesn't mean something bad is going to happen. It's just important to be prepared and know what's expected of them in the situation. The goal is to prepare, not scare. Fire drills aren't designed to instill fear of fire in the same way lockdown drills aren't designed to make children or parents fearful. We've made a conscious effort not to downplay the importance of being prepared. And that also might include prep to get comfortable with an uncomfortable situation. And some elements of the drill that we've learned to prepare for might include the presence of police or fire, alarms and other loud noises, instructions to sit quietly and be still for several minutes at a time, and the fact that a parent won't be there, so they have to follow teacher's instructions. If your child hasn't mentioned anything like this to you, there's a very good chance that they've experienced the drill without even knowing. Since schools are given some flexibility on how they execute safety drills, there can be some for just staff and some for students and staff. And I like to refer to this as aware and unaware. In an aware drill, which is the first experience my daughter had, students are notified of what's happening and instructed directly on how to react. Common directives included having children hide in a predetermined safe location, maybe with the doors locked or lights off or both, a restroom, closet, or under a desk until they're given an all clear. Another name for this sometimes, shelter in place. In an unaware drill, only the staff is communicated with and provided the protocol. Students continue with their day as normal. However, doors might be locked, lights could be off, or additional security measures around the school might be implemented all around them. To be a supportive parent, it feels that my goal should be to minimize the fear and anxiety and to provide comfort. And to do that, one recommendation is to do all you can to ease your own fears. We had to do some research on our own to be informed, speak positively about the plans our school has in place. I want to share some of these steps to ease your fears. These are steps my husband and I have taken and also discussed among our parent group just to have someone to bounce some ideas off of. The first step is to know when the drills are happening. If the information isn't readily available to you, either via email or on the school website, ask your teacher or principal. Talking about it in advance could be all the comfort your child needs because the unknown is definitely scary. The second thing is to know the procedures. Spend some time on your State Department of Education's website in your specific school and the district website. Understand their emergency procedures as well as the prevention measures that are in place. The third thing is to test this system yourself. Next time you need to drop off a forgotten lunch or pick up for an appointment, do some recon. Go in unannounced 
and identify how easy it is for you to get into the building. See what security measures are in place and how far you can get before a staff member stops you and things like that. And the final and probably the most important thing is to subscribe to all of the alerts offered by your school and your district. I don't think I've ever once heard a parent say their child's school sends out too much information. Ensure you're getting all of it, including text, email, Twitter, Facebook, different apps, to every phone number, email address you have. Whatever tool the school will use to provide information in the event of an emergency, ensure that you have subscribed, followed, saved, and have your alerts turned on. This is new for all of us as parents. The number of children you have or the length of time you have been a parent can't really better prepare you for these situations. It's easy to see and hear the stories and think it will never happen in your school or in your neighborhood. And I'm just not comfortable with that belief. It doesn't change my feelings toward public school district we're a part of or prevent me from going about my daily life. I just can't brush off my child's concerns by saying, oh, don't worry, it'll never happen here. I have to accept that it's okay for them to be uncomfortable with the code red drills they experience in school. It's okay for us as parents to be uncomfortable with this school reality. I hope with all of my heart that they never encounter the situations they prepare for, but I know, I know, I know, it's always better to be prepared. To not focus on the why, but on the what next, if they ever find themselves in a dangerous position. Talking about it openly has helped our girls understand that preparation is important and not a cause for fear. I think the question that we ask most often is, can you ever truly be prepared for a situation like this? I think the answer we can all agree on is no. And you may have noticed that I didn't really reference any statistical data. There are a lot of credible sources and a lot of data on this subject. However, there's a lot of gray area. And for purposes of this discussion, I chose not to include specific data, specific situations, specific instances, because I'm focusing on the parent's role in providing comfort to our children during these preventative drills. There is really a lot more that can be said and maybe should be said and done, but I think that's for each individual person to evaluate on their own and determine what action is best for you and your family in your area. This is a heavy topic, and it's tough to talk about, and it's tough to know how to talk about it and who to talk about it with. So I would love for you to share how these drills work in your community and how your child feels about their safety at school. It's important just to start the conversation and get our kids feeling more comfortable with their reality. Thanks for taking the time to tune in today, and I'll be back with a new episode next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merge. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I loved putting it together to share. If you want to know when a new episode drops, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically queued up and ready to enjoy. 
I do have one small favor to ask. It will only take a minute and it will help this podcast grow and get in front of more women who need my brand of support. I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. Tag me on social at Aaron underscore Kraber with your feedback, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return.